Welcome to Day One Podcast. It is your host, Ausfly. I'm joined today by University of Las Vegas Rebels, most recent commit. D lineman, right? D line or D end? Yes, I play. I play defensive end. Yes, defensive end. Yeah, defensive end. Sebastian McQuig. Sebastian, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing great too, man. So talk to me, man. Congratulations on on signing with UNLV, right? What's going through your mind right now? Um, right now, uh, I'm just I'm just truly excited to just get out there and meet the coaches and meet the players that are already there. Um, get acquainted with uh, my future teammates. Uh, it's even an awesome experience being able to play football in Vegas. So uh, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously, you know, kind of when you get acclimated to the team, get acclimated to the city, it's going to be a completely different atmosphere than San Diego, right? Right, of course. Also, the weather is probably going to be a lot different. You know, San Diego San Diego probably has some of the best weather in the country, so I'm going to miss that as well. As long as, as also the Mexican food, I'm going to miss that. Uh, but, but other than that, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I know Vegas has a lot to offer. Um, the coaching staff over there, the new coaching staff, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be all part of this rebuilding process that UNLV is, you know, has begun. So pretty much, obviously, you know, you, I mean, you, you're obviously a very exceptional, uh, you know, prospect, very exceptional football player, you know, playing defensive end, and obviously, you know, now committing to a D1 program, the caliber of UNLV. But we're going to start from your early years. Obviously, has football always been your number one sport or were you, or, or, or were you a multi-sport athlete and did football kind of come in later? Talk to me about that. So my first sport that I ever played was actually baseball. That was probably in first or second grade, almost like a time that I can't even remember. And then I stopped playing baseball in 20, uh, 2013. But I started playing football, flag football in second grade. Um, and I so I played uh, I played flag football all the way up until my high school years. Uh, I first started as a center because I was so overweight for my size. I was I was a big I was a little big boy. And um, <laughs> So it was, so I started out playing center and I, I ended up losing a bunch of weight uh, and I started playing quarterback. Uh, I was a pretty good quarterback uh, for my, for my team. We won multiple championships. It was a lot of good fun times. And then when I went to high school, my first time uh, playing in pads, it was, it was a lot different throwing the ball. So I wasn't, I wasn't as good and I wasn't able to keep up with what the school was wanting me to do. So they moved me uh to outside linebacker so i was like a, I was like a i wasn't also i also wasn't that big i was i was still tall but i wasn't as muscular i wasn't that i wasn't the biggest guy but i was tall and skinny so i was playing outside linebacker my freshman and sophomore year and then a little bit of tight end in my sophomore year and then my junior year um i played defensive end that was my first year playing defensive end and uh it was a lot of fun uh, I, I i truly enjoyed it um I also, like I said before, like I wasn't the biggest. I, I, I was, I was the tallest, but not the the biggest, you know. And it was until it was in between. It was about March, I'd say March of 2020 is when I began my weight lifting, like gaining weight campaign, if you will. Um, so in March, I'd say is when we got the news that we were getting an extended spring break, which turned into an extended, uh, you know time off until it's in the, the whole year just just ended with COVID and stuff like that so that during that time when quarantine first hit I was like man like, what can I be doing I, I started getting bored I'm like you know what I, I could probably you know do something with my life besides just, you know sitting around the house and doing schoolwork I mean of course schoolwork but you know other than that um so my dad bought me some weights and some protein powder that I looked into something called a uh, cane proteins. It's a brand uh, that's very well known in the 
athlete, the high school athlete uh, stages. Um, so I started eating a lot, weightlifting a lot, and drinking that protein, which really helped. And uh, I, when I first started in March, I was about 6'5", 215. And throughout the months, I reached to 220, 225 eventually. Like, I was, I was hungry to gain weight. I wanted fast, you know. So gaining weight – um, and I, my main goal was to be 245 before the initial football season, which was supposed to start in August. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, so by August I was 245, which was, which was cool. You know, like I was, I was supposed to start football then, but you know, it didn't happen. Um, and then I started, you know, just continuing and now I'm about 250, 255. I think I hit 250 in October. And then the beginning of this year, I was like breaching 255. Um, so that was a long, long process. And for like my story, I just want athletes out there to know that like, if you put your mind to something, no matter what it is, like you can do it. Like as long as you just don't lose sight of your goal. And if your goal is that important to you, you won't lose sight of it. And if it really means something to you, you won't lose sight of it. So it took, a, it took, a, it did take a lot of time to get to where I am now. Um, it didn't happen overnight. It's not going to happen. You know, there's no shortcut. There's no, you know, there's no magic pill. that will make you bigger. If you want to be bigger, you have to work for it. You have to grind in day in, day out. Um, and that was something that was instilled in me at a young age. Uh, I actually, when I said I played flag football, I played on Camp Pendleton, which is a military base, um, in Oceanside. So my dad was in the, Mar in the, in the Marines. So I was playing with a whole bunch of uh, children of Marines. So we already like, they, from, like, from I was like, once I was conceived, once I was out of the womb, like I knew what hard work was. My dad made sure I knew what it was, you know, grit continuously going and going. And one of our head coaches on the team was a, was a former drill instructor. So I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what a drill instructor is, oh, yeah. but basically the, yeah. okay. So yeah, the, basically the guys that run the boot camp, they wear those, yep intimidating looking hats and stuff so he was one of, yeah so he was one of the head coaches and we got some complaints from parents that saying that they were going too hard on us but at the end of the day it was making us not only better football players but it was better people better men I mean we weren't men yet we were little boys but at the same time like it was very beneficial and now once uh that, that coach's name is Marvin Sumlin I haven't been in contact with him for a while but my dad was also a coach like he said he was a former marine um, retired. So a bunch of military kids who know what hard work is. We, we, it was, it was, a, it was a good, good, fun time, very competitive times. Like some of the kids um, out here in, in uh, San Diego are now that were in that league was our, was my rival. Uh, his name was, his name is Trey Russell. So like, I'm like, man, remember those days back on Camp Pendleton? He's like, yeah, yeah. So now he's, he's committed and it, it's, it really goes to show that, you know, not everyone can get because nobody got participation trophies in that league. Like they weren't, they weren't doing that. Like they were instilling, they were like installing in our minds that you just can't show up and you'll get an award. You can't show up to your job and get an award. Um, you have to work for, like you have to work, then you get paid. You don't get paid for just showing up, you know. So I know I'm going on and on and on, like from branch. No, to branch, keep going, but... keep going. This is your episode. No, I mean because you talk about, you know, you can't, sh you, you, you can't get paid. Uh -huh. you, know, you can't just show up. You know what I mean? So I see it. I see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those. I have one of those. I see, right? Exactly. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
so I actually have one of those, uh, a ring, a CIF championship ring from St. Augustine High School. So I went to St. Augustine High School from my freshman to my sophomore year. So going from a military household and still in discipline, you go to St. Augustine High School where they teach you how to be a man. It's, it's not a disciplinary school, but they do have high standards. So from a, from a freshman, you know, to sophomore year, like they were teaching us how to, uh, how I say this, keep our priorities straight. You know, it's an all boys school, so there's no distractions with that. And it's actually a good time. And people say, man, how can you go to school without girls? I'm like, I don't know. Like when you start going there, you get used to it. It's a bunch of guys having fun. Yeah. You know, there's no uniforms. There's nothing like that. All the teachers are cool. Like, yes, you're going to have to work. Yes, they're going give, to give you work. But um, you have to have some sort of a challenge, you know. So it was a, it was a great time over at Saints. That's what they, they call it for short, Saints St. Augustine. And my sophomore year, I was on JV and I brought up to varsity for the playoffs and we won CIF. So I was on the practice squad. I didn't do anything like in the games or anything like that, but it was so cool to get a ring. Um, and it was a crazy game as well, uh, the championship game against Helix. Uh, so that, that's where I got a ring. I didn't do too much, but uh, it was cool. It's cool having one of those. I, uh, I hope I can get one this year with my football team. But now after, after the football season, my sophomore year, uh, I transferred to Patrick Henry High School, which is by SDSU. So St. St. Augustine High School is a Division One football program, and I went down to a D4. Patrick Henry's a Division Four. I didn't transfer for football reasons, um, but going from Saints to public school, private to public, there was a huge cultural change within the students and within the athletes. Um, at Saints, every kid either took his academics seriously or his academics or as his athletics seriously, or it was both. Mostly, it was both. Almost. Every kid in the school played a sport, whether it was basketball, football, baseball, like all of our, all of the sports over there are very prestigious, very elite. So I knew coming into Patrick Henry, actually, I didn't know what to expect. I, I knew previously uh, in the previous season, the football team won one and nine. But when I was coming in, uh, the head coach was fired, the assistant coaches were fired, a new head coach was brought in. And this head coach's name is JT O'Sullivan. He played um, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Huh? He played, played, played for the 49ers and he was also for UC Davis. Right. Yep. Yeah. He played for Q multiple QB. different. Yeah. yeah. He, he played QB. Um, he played for, I think, 16 different teams or something like that over the, over the span of a decade. So, you know, you look at him like the looking outside in, you'll look at this guy and say, you weren't anything like that. Like you weren't this. <laughs> But when you get to know him, he has so much knowledge, you know, like he came from 16 different teams. He was not, he did not come in as a top ranked recruit in college. He was a walk on. He, I think he was a walk on or something like that. And he didn't start to his senior year, but he made it out. And he made it to the NFL, almost a similar story to Tom Brady and coach. Oh, I call him coach JT. Like he, Reminds me a lot of like Tom Brady, like what he says, like, you know, he didn't come out. He was not the, he was not the number one pick in the draft. He was not, you know, Mr. Uh, Five-star coming into the NFL, coming into college, but he loved to play and he's trying to bring that same mentality over to Patrick Henry, you know, going to Patrick Henry, you're not going to get the best athlete in the County going to Patrick Henry high school, but you get what you got. And you make the best of it and you make them better. You make the athletes better. And I've seen a lot of improvement in myself and with other athletes at Patrick Henry since JT has come in with his new coaching staff. 
and change the game. So my sophomore year, before right before I came to Patrick Henry, the team went one and nine. And my junior year, we went six and six. So a huge jump from one and nine to six and six. And also we made it to playoffs. So this year I can only imagine uh, the record that we're going to be going into. But JG's a great, uh, excuse me, JG's a great coach. Um, I love what he's doing over at Patrick Henry. And it's, it's definitely made me a better athlete. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, it's interesting. You kind of, you talked about the, the transition from you know, St. Saint, Saint Tom, uh, I think, what was it St. Saint, Saint Aquinas, right? Uh, Saint, uh, Saint Augustine, Saint Augustine. Saint Augustine, yeah, Saint Augustine to, uh, to to Henry. Obviously, um, with that, I mean, like the culture change and everything like that. I think I think the demographics obviously switch, right? Because you're going from an old boys school to now an integrated public school. And actually, right. I mean, I, I just want to uh, kind of add something about my own story, kind of with what you said, JT JT Sullivan, for the listeners and viewers out there. You mm. know, obviously, they, I mean, most of the listeners already know this already, but just you know, but it's just kind of underline underscore your point. Basically, like for me too. I mean, I was not the biggest or fastest, and I was able to make a career in the arena league. So for me. Mm. The reason why I was able to make this happen, right, was because the fact that I just never quit, you know, and obviously, like you said, people may not look and know who the fuck I am, right, but, you know, you you don't know who the fuck JTO Sullivan is, right, but then you talk to him, you talk to me, there's the same story, it's the same preach, it's the same principles. If you have the will and determination, it doesn't matter what number you're on the draft. It doesn't matter if you're going drafted. It doesn't matter where you came from. It matters that you just push yourself over that hump, you know? And I think right. that's, that's a lesson for anything in life, whether it's football or whatever, business, relationships, you know? So I think I, right, I really appreciate you bring, that, bring up that point for that reason. Yeah, of course. And I see you see the, the best athletes that are out there. They, you know, they don't come out as a like Tom Brady doesn't come out as a top ranked recruit. Uh, there's some kids, there's some guys in the NFL that I know, like Ed Reed. Didn't you say something like Ed Reed or? Yeah. I know Ed Reed, the safety, he was a two star coming into the NFL, but now yeah. he, he's now one of the best safeties ever uh, to ever play. Like these guys, you don't have to be the, in a limelight your entire life to get to success. Like it doesn't, you don't have to be in the limelight from middle school, like Pop Warner, to go to some big name high school to get to some big name. Like, no, you don't have to do that as long as you see your goal. And you and you push every day to it. That anything can happen. Anything can happen. And that I, you're a prime example of that. Of that, I am. JT is. I'm. I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm right. not done exactly. yet. Exactly. Um, yes. But yes. JT, you exactly. Like you don't have. You, like Tom Brady, he has eight Super Bowl rings, and he said he's not done yet. He's coming back for another year, and he's like forty something years old. Like it's the it's the mentality of a of a champion that just keeps pushing you and pushing you every day. That comes from a young age. So, yeah. 100%. You know, but even for me, I started late. Like, I wasn't able to play in high school because of my grades, but I was able to kind of know my senior year. If I put, if I commit to this and play Juco and basically run with this, it'll become something. So, and right. you're right. You know, obviously, it's it's easier when you're when you're in grade, when it's grade at, at an earlier age, you know, kind of with your military background and being kind of ingratiated into that. You learn, mm. you, you you kind of naturally get conditioned to to hard work. You get naturally right. conditioned to write good to good practices. You know, obviously, but then anyone else out there who's, who's trying to break in, you know, my, my story J, and jt obviously is no one i mean i'm sure you started early age too but you still keep going it doesn't fucking matter when you get to the college level when you get to the you know, next level of football you just have to keep going because everyone the talent level becomes more saturated you know and you mm. just have to continue playing and you have to keep going you know because it doesn't really matter at that point so exactly yeah, yeah. and i love i love what becomes of people who have this mentality like there's there's people that and this kind of, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but there are people out there that that think that once they get this offer or once they commit, it's over. Like they're gonna have their it's like, but you just got you just have to keep going. Like you're not finished. Like 
maybe your goal was to go to division one football, not youth per se, but like anybody, like that's your goal and you think you're done. But like for me, my lifelong goal was to play division one football. It wasn't to get to the NFL, but you know what, once I'm getting, once I'm in playing division one college football and now I had to set a new goal. Now I had to push every day to get to that. So whether it be maybe the NFL or get a business degree, which is what I want to study. I want to study marketing while I'm at UNLV. Um, just, I love how, fo- also, I love how football or a sport that you are devoted to, the, the champion's mindset will set you up for life as well. Like, say you're in the business industry, you can, you know, like, you can give no holds barred. Like, there's no holds barred, like, especially in business. Like, you can't feel for someone's feelings. You have to make the right decision. You can't, you can't stop for someone. You have to keep going and going and going to get to the top. And that's what I love about football. Maybe you can say that for any other sport. I don't know, but I feel like football is a great way, depending on how you're coached, to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And then you eventually just go out of the end, the, excuse me, the light at the end of the tunnel, and one day you'll make it. So that's why I love the sport so much as well. So me too. And I feel like there's a lot of principles in football that kind of set, that kind of to your point set you up for success. I mean, like to your point now, I mean, obviously like name me now I have my business career and I have this podcast, you know, and it's because the fact football taught me those lessons, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for football, like to your point, yes, other team sports give you those same principles, but football is the ultimate team sport where you kind of learn discipline, hard work, and just commitment, in my opinion, only because of what it takes to play, right? Like you said, right. your goal now, basically going at UNLV, it may, it, you've got in, but you're not done, you know? You're right. going to keep, you're going to continue striving for that next goal. Like you said, whether whether it's to get the NFL, whether it's to get a business degree, start your business career, whether whatever the whatever it ends up being, right? You're going to continue pushing full force, and that is what's going to set you apart from your, from your competition, regardless of whatever it is you choose to pursue. So exactly. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And also when I get to UNLV, I plan on, I plan on, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a PWO guy. I'm a preferred walk-on. So they, they offer me a, a PWO spot. So I know I'm already going to be looked down on upon, uh, upon people. Like people are like, Oh, he's just a PWO. He's nothing. Well, guess who also was a PWO Baker Mayfield. Yeah. He won Heisman trophy. He was, he walked, I think he walked on to Two. Texas tech, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he walked on to both squads. Um, Ends up winning the Heisman, ends up winning the first pick in the number one draft, and then he took the Browns to the playoffs the first time since like 2003 or something like that. He was a walk-up. Like there's plenty of success stories from guys that came from the very bottom. And I look up to those guys. Like, you know, Baker Mayfield, he's never been my favorite player. Like I'm an Ohio State fan, and I remember like one one of these games disrespecting him by planting the flag. And I so that's the reason I, I didn't like him for that. But like, right. seeing who he who had who he has become and where he came from. It's very inspiring, and I look forward to maybe just making that that name for myself and inspiring other athletes, other people uh, for years to come. I think that's something I can I can do. So that's something I will do. I believe so too. You know, because obviously some of the feedback I've gotten was that people aren't a fan because I have insane highlights or anything like that. No, it's just like to your point, it's your story, which is it resonates with mine. I never quit. No, I never yeah. quit. I don't care right. what the fuck you think. You can say I'm too small. You can say I'm too short. You can say I'm too weak. You can say I'm too whatever. I'm going to keep going. And every time I see you on that field, I'm going to outwork you every fucking time. You cannot stop me. What you just said, you are going to outwork anyone on that field anytime, regardless of your PWO status, regardless of the fact that, you know, you're a walk-on and regardless of anything, Baker Mayfield is a perfect example of that too. And I love him for that. I don't like him. I mean, like you said, same reason. I don't like him for, for yeah. all, all the other stuff, but yeah. I, I love the fact that he just kept, because I was also a walk-on at Juco. 
you know he was also mm-hmm. a juco transfer who was a walk-on you know and essentially that's what carried me the distance and to your point you're also now going to be in that same situation where you can prove yourself right and i mm-hmm. think that and that adds a little extra chip on your shoulder to know hey i'm going to be looked down upon by these guys but i have an opportunity here to fucking inspire a bunch of people you know exactly yeah and like you said and like you saying like you didn't come in as a top rate, like you came in as a walk-on at juco and made it to the professional to excuse me to a professional league I was not I was not the guy coming into high school, especially going to a Saints, which is a division one school. They can recruit guys and they did recruit guys like guys from from Otay Mesa, which is about like it's by the border. I'm up by like 30 minutes within the border. So they, they can pull anybody that they want. But I went to the school, not, you know, not like people didn't know who I was going to St. Augustine High School. I did not start my freshman year. I did not start my sophomore year. I did not. I got benched my junior year, but out of that, out of knowing that I was looked down upon after knowing, like people were like, do you think that you were slept on your junior year? I'm like, no, I wasn't slept on. I, I sucked. I was not good. And people were like, Oh, don't be too hard on yourself. Like you have to be hard on yourself, especially like this generation people are making, I feel like people are making this generation very soft. Yeah. You can't get your feelings hurt. If you get your feelings hurt, you run away and go to a different thing. Like you, you, you put that person in the wrong, like, no, they can have their opinions. They can have their ideas. Coaches can have their opinions. Like they're, they're going to have their favorites. They're going to have the athletes put on the field. And in order to be on the field, you have to work for it. I was a guy that was on the bench, my freshman, sophomore, and parts of my junior year. I started my junior year, but after the second game, I was benched for the middle of the season. And I only started like the last games in the season, including playoffs, because I worked my ass off to get back up there. And Man, this this offseason has, you know, I've showed, I don't mean, I said it's the humblest way possible. Like, I showed no mercy. Like, I don't care if you're a top-ranked recruit. I don't care who you are. Like, you're going to respect me. I had some of the top influencers in high school football in San Diego, like, talk crap about me behind my back. Yeah. Or talk crap about, like, and I'm like, God, like, it, it was the worst thing. Like, there are guys, that are, there are grown men in San Diego who do this. I love my Thank city. Thank you. Yeah. I love, but you can't talk down. You can't be a grown man who talks down to a high school athlete. Like you're a grown man and they're playing football. Like you can't, you can't do that. You can critique, but you can't talk down about, you can't talk bad about them behind their back. Like yeah. you're as a child and you're a man, I always, I always didn't like that, but San Diego does have a lot of talent. And I love San Diego. I think it's one of the most underrated cities in the country regarding uh, high school football or sports in general. Um, but yeah, I was not the guy that was known in San Diego. I played. I said I played flag football on a military base. How, some of the people I meet don't even know what Camp Pendleton is. You know, they only know what Oceanside is or whatever that. It, you know, like it, it's it's a, it's a shock. But going back to what I was saying, I got off track a little bit. Like you can't be soft. You can't be. Um, you have to have thick skin. And that's one of the things that JT talks about. Like he will yell at you at practice. The coaches will yell at you at practice. But you can't break down crying. You can't go home and be mopey mopey about this and that like you have to take the constructive criticism and move on and build it into your game and because i did that i'm now the athlete that i am today i i listen to the coaches i listen to the film i guess not god given some kids have god given talent but what are you going to do with that talent are you going to keep like there's a, there's a quote out there that says um uh hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard yes, something sir. like that so yes, I was never the fa- the fastest, never the strongest. I was the tallest, but it took a while for me to instill these physical, physical, excuse me, physical 
features and attributes to get to be the athlete that I am. And there's a huge list of trainers and coaches and athletes that have helped me to get, like, it could be a simple sentence that they said to me uh, from the opposite team, or they could have been without with me my entire career, building me up to who the athlete I am. It's like, especially it could have been my dad. It could be the running backs coach on the opposite side of the team that says, Oh, you're a great player. Thank you. Like no one, I'm going to move on to the next topic. Uh, no one is truly self-made. Like people say, Oh, I'm self-made. No one is truly self-made. Like someone has helped you along the way to be who you are. And you have to appreciate, you know, those people who have been in your life. 100%. Obviously, you know, in kind of actually, I want to talk about what, what you, what your little tangent that you went on because that actually resonates so heavily with me. I mean, even with me, like I have guys from my high school who are like in their 30s now talking shit about me. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you talking? I mean, yeah. are you on the, are you on the field? Like, are you on yeah. the field? You know what I mean? No, you're not. Okay. So what are you talking about? Like you said, you're a grown ass man talking about a high school kid and you're a grown ass man with a fucking family talking about me when I'm actually out here making money, doing what I love. And I'm on this podcast being able to talk about that too. Proof is in the pudding. You know what I mean? And like you said, right. hard work beats talent. Talent doesn't work hard. That's my mantra because that was mm. me. Now, like you said, not God given, you know, special teams. Let me show you this. What does that say? Special teams. What does that say? Player of the year. Yes, yeah. sir. That's, that was my mantra to make my career. Me prove myself. I could do it. I totally, your struggle resonates so much with me. Because having to deal with the shit talk and also with you, I was also, I didn't get much playing time in college. I had to work my way through, right? To get to these, get these, to get the tryouts, to get the, you know, but, you know, like you said, about also kind of, you know, influencing. The reason why I kept going is because of my first coach in college, Coach Keith Williams, at San City College, who's now going to be the passing coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens this season. Oh, wow. He based, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, I mean, he's a prime example of persistence, right? Yeah, he, he, he just kept coaching D1, you know, Nebraska, Fresno State, you know, SJCC, wherever. And he just kept going. Now, here he is, you know, going to be in the NFL as a, head, as, as a passing corner. Like me, like I was able to break in, you know, to the arena game and I was able to make a career out of it. Like you, you're, you're now at UNLV, even though you're benched for three and a half years of your four-year high school career. You use this offseason as motivation to fucking, you know, instill your, like you said, wreak, wreak havoc on, on, on motherfuckers every chance you got, you know, so that way they respect your name on the field. That's, that, to me, is, is, is the biggest joy, I feel like, of, of this game. The biggest joy of football is proving everyone wrong. And even guys to this day, like, even a guy from high school came here yesterday, oh, you know, we, we all know you're lying about your glory. I'm like, what, what, what the fuck would I lie about, dude? Like, can you not read? Can you not see this? Like, what, yeah. what else do I have to do? I don't have to do anything. I've won. Right. You're, you're, and like you said, you're, why, you know I mean? You're just, these, the, whoever your critics are, they wouldn't talk unless you had something, you know? You have exactly. something. That's why they talked about you. Exactly. And so uh, a friend of mine, an old friend, uh, not old friend of mine, she's a friend of mine in high school. She said, no one hates on you. Like they say, they hate, uh, what is it? It's a, um, if, if people are hating on you, that means you're doing something right. Bingo. That's what she told me. And she's not, she's not like the, she's, she, she's on the dance team um, at my school. And she was just, she, like, she was giving me some simple advice, but she was like, you know, if they're hating us on, on you, that means that, they're, that you're doing something right. And they don't like it because they're in the same spot that they were a couple of years from now. And they see you improving, improving, improving. And now they're going to talk bad about you. Um, there's also a saying that you always, like, I always wondered why people that you don't know support you more than the people that you do know. And I watched this video yesterday and this guy was saying the reason why people that you do know support you less than the people that you don't know 
is that they can't accept the fact that you are in the same spot that they were years from now or days or weeks or months ago, but you've grown and they're still in the same spot. That's why they don't like you for who you are and who you become because you have grown from where they are. You have moved past them and you are work. You've worked, you've worked up to where you are now. So that's why people that you don't know support you more because they see that you are continuing to improve yourself. They're not trying to compare you to them. They are proud for who you are, but people that you might know are saying, man, he's doing things that I'm, I'm not doing that I could have been doing. And I'm going to hate him for that. You know, they, they might subconsciously think that, or they might not think that exact thought, but that's what happens. And you had to cut some people off for that. You know, you can't, you can't be nice to everybody. Like, see, like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you can't be nice to everybody that you know, like, oh, I've known him for a couple of years. Like, no, like, F that guy. Like, he, if he does not approve of what I'm doing and I'm doing it for the better of me, he can't stay in my life any longer. That's first that she can't either. Like, you can't, like, family doesn't make you, uh, blood does not make you family. I also have one of those quotes in my head blood does not make you family. A family member, is talking down on who, who you are because of you're doing things for the better of you, they're gone. I'm sorry, you're out of the picture. Like you can't, you can't explain yourself. You can't explain your reasoning to everybody that you know, right? You can't explain why you're doing things for the better when it benefits you, if that makes sense. So that's also been a part of my journey. Like you can't be, you can't be friends with everybody. You can't be family with everybody. Um, you see my dad walking in. Um, he's been the biggest supporter of my life uh, as well. Uh, coach, father, friend, joke teller, like whatever. Like he's he's been around the whole time. It's just been him and I um, most of my life. So huge shout out to my dad. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't be the nice guy all the time. So like I said before, if you're hated, if you're being hated on, I mean you're doing something right. Blood does not make you family. Like. That's, that's just, I guess, just the, the winners, the, 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 the winner's mentality, the champion's mentality. There it is, the four, yes, the four rings. Yes, sir. Like, you know what I mean? That's it. That's the mentality that you have to have. That's the mentality you have to have. And kind of what you just said about, you know, people you know and who aren't blood. You know what I mean? Like, that's, and that's exactly why I, why I win this. Like, I almost feel like it's envy. Like, why? I mean, like, yeah, you're, you're a varsity player in, in high school, but then you didn't play past that. And I was able to fucking not even play in high school and make a career out of it. Like, I can see why, you know, you feel a certain kind of way. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you were maybe a whatever prospect to whatever and you didn't do shit or you're just, or whatever. I mean, like I said, People will talk bad about you, and, and if they can't, it's so crazy that you said that because what you just said about if you cannot support what makes me better, and you know it's making me better, then mm. I need to cut you off. Like, like, bro, I I literally just I cut these dudes off yesterday. Like, literally, uh, they hit me up on DM. They're like, what you you like, 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 you know, you know, you're a joke. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Wow. Delete, 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 delete. You know, because at this at this time, like you said, I spent so much time trying to explain myself. To so yeah. many people who I who knew me, like you know, as friends, or they knew me, but they're like, they're like, oh yeah, no, you're sorry, you're this or that. What makes you think you're anything now? Like you're still that same. I'm like, at the end of the day, your negative vibes, your negative energy, are what separate you from, like you said, people like my fan base who are now people who I do never do don't know me personally, but they know me through my playing career. Essentially, with that, 
what you just said is just is you you're hitting the nail on, on the head, you know, because ultimately with with people who are envious of you who will not say it openly, you're better off just letting them letting them go. I mean, they're gonna you can't you can't change their perception. You can like right. you said you I tried so much to like even and I'm just like wait why would anyone accuse me of lying about anything like. Can you not, like, do you not watch my games? Do you not see my film? Do you not see any of this? Like, do you not see the podcast I have now? Do you not see all the things I've been doing and been involved with? Like, there's nothing, I don't have any reason to explain anything anymore. So now I basically got to the point where someone tits me up, whether it's a troll, whether it's someone I know personally, I'm just going to cut you off, dude. Like, I just, I don't have time anymore, dude. I just don't. So, right. yeah. And once being the guy, I used to be the guy that was so sympathetic. Like, I, I swear, people will change you when you don't realize it because of their actions affect your personality so i'm just gonna give you a brief story i'm not gonna say any names or anything like that but yeah it could be anybody yeah um you i i was growing i grew up to be polite my dad raised me to be the polite the nice guy um but to also not let anybody disrespect you and it took me a while to be the guy that didn't let anybody disrespect you all right if that makes sense so like I, i would be disrespected all the time but when i started working hard and becoming this athlete that I am now, people still treated me the same way from a year ago. They disrespected me. I'm like, hold on, do you see who I am now? Like, you can't, you can't treat me the same. Like, I'm a different person. I'm a different man. I'm a, I'm a man now. Like, you can't talk to me like I'm some little boy. You can't talk to me like I'm your pet. Like, no, like I'm a different person. I'm moving on. Like, you can't, you can't be the nice guy all the time. And it took me a while for me to turn into this guy that did not let and just anybody just be disrespectful. I don't care who you are. There are some coaches that have a big name for themselves. Hit me up and try to be disrespectful. Like, Oh, why are you playing for this team? Why are you doing that? Like, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say names because that's, that's not very professional, but if, I don't care. You have to also think to yourself, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done in your career. I don't care how big you are. You will not disrespect me because of your ego. Right. I've worked hard for this. I've made my own decisions. I make my own decisions because I'm a man. A man makes his own decisions. He doesn't let his daddy make decisions for him. You know, my dad has made decisions for me, but he's helped me grow up to realize like, look, in life, I'm not going to be here all the time. I'm not going to be holding your hand. Like, yes, he's probably going to have to teach me to pay my bills. I don't know how to pay my bills yet, but you can't just talk to someone, talk about someone because of your social status. That pisses me off a lot. And it pisses me off to this day. Like, oh man, it pisses me off to this day to see someone talk down to someone, no matter what. Like I, my, I have, a, I have a, a buddy of mine, his name is, his nickname is seven, but he goes by seven McGee. He's a running back committed to Oregon. And when I met him, he was so kind and he was nice to me. And I told him later, I'm like, you know what I admire about you is that you are a top rank recruit committed to one of the best programs in the country. And just because, and you didn't know, you don't know me, but you show, you still showed me the utmost kindness, the utmost respect. People these days, they forget who they, where they came from. Like they, they, they could be the, they could come from the dirt. They can come from the gutter and make it big but once they make it big they start treating the people that are in the gutter still with disrespect and i don't understand how you could fit how you could fit how you could um how you could forget so easily where you came from and it's these people that have been disrespectful to me in the past that came from the gutter they came from the bottom and made their way to the top and i know their story 
But when I ask for help or I look for I look for advice, or I look for them to help me out. They are disrespectful and it just pissed me off. Like I know I I, I jumped through, I jumped different places uh, during that segment, um, but it makes me mad when I see someone who came from where I've came from and I'm on my way still and they've made it and they talk down to me. Like help me out. Like you were in the same spot that I was. Why well, can't? But yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've had something like that happen to you in your past as well. And I'm sure almost everybody has. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to learn to not be disrespected, how to not be disrespected, what to do when you're disrespected. And I don't know, like you just, it's just the, like I said before, the champion's mentality, the, uh, the, the, the athlete's mentality like, that you have to have. 100%. No, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, I, I was in the same boat kind of like, you know, just with, like, it doesn't matter like what it was. Like, I remember when I was struggling, you know, trying to like break in, it was just like, yeah, I mean, people were just disrespectful. And when I started coming up, that's when people started getting more dis. That's when, that's, that's when all the, you know, like you said, the fake support or any, 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 any of that, any of that kind of like, you know, that kind of, okay, wait, what's going on here? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, it was almost like, I'm like, damn, I'm kind of, I think I'm being disrespected here. Like what? And these are, like you said, and ultimately, I mean, I've cut off most of those people, but at the same time, it's like, you know, they're still there, but I, I just don't pay them any money anymore at this point. But I mean, same mm-hmm. time, because the reason I don't pay money because they don't, they don't follow me anymore. They don't talk to me anymore because of where I, because, because of how I've distanced myself. Because like you said, it's ultimately just kind of, you know, I mean, if, if, if you can, if, if you can, if you have the ego and the gall to be disrespectful to someone, then where, where, like, like, where are your morals? Like where, how are you, like you said, how were you raised? Like what the fuck makes you any better than me? And what makes you think that you're any better than anyone else? Like, you know, and it's funny, we're talking about this. My, my last, my guest last week, Lofa Tupu, who was, you know, a, a three-time Pro Bowl with the Seahawks. He's like, you never know who you're talking to. You could be talking to, I could be talking to the next, you know, NFL great, like on the other end of this line, you know, you could be, you know, the next billionaire or I could be whatever. I mean, I could become, we don't know what the, who, you don't know someone's potential. You don't know what they're able to do. The more that you're able to kind of show humility and show support, whether or not you agree or disagree with their decisions or their abilities is, mm. is it, it will, it will enhance you as an individual and, and as a person that much more, you know, and it's such a simple concept when we say it, but it's really hard in practice. Like, I mean, we like, we're talking about this cause it's real. Like this shit is, this is not, it, the people don't understand this. Like, like you said, the generation's soft, it is soft, you know, but then yeah. people are also, the people are also caught up in their egos and it makes no sense. You know, it makes exactly. no sense. And uh, I, like I said before, my from a young age, my dad taught me discipline and how to how a man operates. And one of those things is to not let your ego get the best of you, because that's that your ego can be your downfall, no matter how successful you get. Like you, one of the guys I look up to in this world is Elon Musk. Yeah, he is a simple man doing big things, and he does not let his ego get to him. Like you see on Twitter or on the news, like he gives advice to young people. He gives advice to people that are looking for it or a guy. I'm pretty sure you know who this guy is. Uh, uh, what's his name? Gary, uh, Gary V. Are you familiar with him? Gary V. Yeah. yeah. Gary V. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm actually not a fan of Elon Musk because, because I find him a little bit entitled with some, to some stuff he says, but I love okay. Gary V. I love Gary yeah, V. Gary I like v. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So he's another one of those guys. Like he, he could have the biggest ego in the world. He could be, cause he's, he's, he's very well known in, the world, like not just a business world, not just the athletics world, but in general. And um, you know what he still does? He still gives advice to people that are looking for it. He does not look at his ego. And he also preaches to not let your ego get the best of you because your ego can be your downfall. You can be your own downfall. You are your greatest enemy. Yeah. So whatever you do, whatever you say can come back and bite you in the butt later, no matter how big you are, no matter how big of a name 
that you have. So those two guys, um, I look up to the most. Uh, we all will agree to disagree on the Elon Musk, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's another that's another thing that I hate the most is that this, with this generation is that you can't agree to disagree. <laughs> like people have you if if you don't agree with someone, you can't like say two friends uh, these days that I, this is a prime example with especially with the most controversial. Um, I don't know if I want to get into this, but uh, just an example, the presidential election, yeah. Biden and Trump, very yeah. two opposites. Mm-hmm. I've seen friends and families break oh, like break apart because of this presidential election. I'm like, right. guys, like what happened to the, the world when we could agree to disagree? That's what America is all about. But now all of a sudden, when two different viewpoints come up, um, you have to split up. Like you can't, you can't uh, talk to them anymore. Or you can't be, you can't, like, I don't want you talking to me anymore. Like if you do, if you like this or you're like that, I'm like, guys, like what happened to the freedom of wanting to think whatever you want, have your own opinions. Like you're either right or you're wrong, no matter what your opinion is. I don't, I don't like that. Um, that's another thing with, in the sports world, like you can't, um, you, ha- what you do, like some people you what you do you have like they have to approve they have to approve of it and if they don't like it they're like oh you're in the wrong you're doing the right thing you're not doing the right thing that's another thing with happened uh with a guy i know that's very influential in the san diego football community some guys didn't agree with what i was doing which was better for me yeah and i had i'm like guys i'm doing like why don't you and they have a big name they have a big name so like so why do i have to do it your way why do i have to do things your way as you can see now, I'm now playing Division One football. I made my goal doing things my way. I took bits and pieces of advice from different people, and I made it into my own. So, oh man, that's just one of the things that I just don't – I really don't like is that you have to do things a certain person's way or you have to have opinions that don't make this other person upset, which I don't – I don't like at all. Um, but that's just – that's just – goes to show how soft our world's becoming how soft this country is getting that how soft the community is getting is that you have to agree you can't agree to disagree anymore um and you need that to function in life like you your coworker, for an example um he likes cats and you like dogs and you don't like cats oh i'm not going to talk to you anymore because i like dogs like we can't be friends we can't like talk to each other but you guys are co-workers like the people back in the day in my dad's time i'm not saying that he's old but he kind of is you know <laughs> love it he's giving me the yeah um <laughs> but <laughs> you can't agree to disagree anymore you guys can't right. people can't be friends anymore mm-hmm. um so that, that makes me very upset knowing that this is where our world is coming to that's just I don't even know how I got into that subject, but um, yeah, that's that's an idea I have as well. No, absolutely. I think I think it's a very important one because obviously I agree. This generation is soft. I mean, it's for multiple reasons. I, I mean, I'm not sure if you if you if you follow Coach Jason Brown from Last Chance U, he was the coach at, at Independence Community College back in season two. Uh, but basically, I followed him and he has podcast. He was talking about it when I, before I I started this podcast a few months ago, and then I've I've had obviously I'm very fortunate for the guests I've had. A lot of it, a lot of it through connection to my playing career, right? Obviously, you know, you obviously through Nate because Nate because Nate and I played against each other. Coach Coach Dia, John Coach Dia, you know, I played against him in college yeah. when he was at De Anza yeah. and 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 I was at West Valley, so obviously we're connected like that, right? Uh, yeah. But pretty much, um, you know, obviously, um, with um, 
with with uh, with with Coach JB Jason Brown on his podcast, is the Slapdick podcast. He said the same thing. He's like, the generation's fucking soft. He was talking about Joe Burrow's injury. It's like it's like it's like everyone's blaming the coaches, but sometimes you just have a player who just gets injured. So yeah. your player gets injured, you're gonna put the blame on the coaches. Like, what about Troy Aikman's rookie year? Troy Aikman had nine concussions his rookie year, and Jimmy Johnson they went one in fifteen, but no one was asking for Jimmy Johnson to get fired. You know what I mean? And obviously, with your point about you know, like like you said, people not agreeing with the way you do things. Guys with my teammates, they had an issue with the fact I was signing autographs for fans. Like literally, they had an issue that I was signing autographs for fans and making appearances. And 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 then they're like, "Oh, this guy thinks he's something. He's the nobody. He has fake stats, fake rings." I was like, "What?" I was like, "Wait, wait, wait what's going on here? Like, are you that? In- Did I, I I offended you that much? Right? And like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that. Like, you you do something that that's better for you, and someone else gets offended by that. I yeah. I never. I never understood that at all. You do something that's best for you. You do something that makes you a better person, a better athlete, a better student, son, parent, business, coworker, whatever. You do something and someone else gets offended by that. Like, why are you so caught up? Why are you being a fan? Why are you getting so caught up in my life doing what I'm doing? Worry about yourself. Worry about bettering yourself. Like you said, for an example, your teammates were saying that you were signing autographs, that you were nobody. You had fake greens, fake stats. Like, why are they so caught up? Like they're being a fan. If yeah. you're not a supporter, you're a fan. That's what it is. And you're 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 critiquing my life, this and that. Worry about yourself, bro. Worry about what you're doing. If you are worried about what my my life is, what I'm doing in my life, that's your just a reflection of how you think of yourself. So you go figure out what you're doing, figure out your life before you come and start talking to me about mine. That's the, that's the thing that's I have had to instill in my brain that you can't just be. Like I said before, you can't be disrespected. You can't let people, you can't worry about people that are offended by your life decisions. Like you said, like with the, with the fans and the fake stats, that's, that's just, that's just, you gotta keep it professional, but you just gotta, you just can't, you know, you can't worry about those kind of things, you know, and uh, you just gotta keep going, not worry about, that's just ridiculous. I don't understand how people could be offended by what you choose to do in your life. Like, Worry about yourself, man. Like that's what this, that's what life is supposed to be. You worry about yourself. Don't worry about what what the next man is doing. Better yourself. And like for you, like don't worry about those people. Like you see the rings on your fingers. I see the jersey in the background, the pictures. Like that's awesome. Like you came from the gutter. You came from nothing. I came from nothing, and we're both still going. Like that's like Tom Brady break. I can I just go on for days, but like it's just it's this amazing thing that life has given to us as guys who didn't weren't in the limelight their entire life and have worked so hard and have that mentality of working hard in their brain that will carry them on and on for the rest of their life it's a beautiful gift 100 percent. because I'm, I'm i'm always proving i always have something to prove like you know for example like you said like people disagreeing with like me me, me you know honoring fan autograph requests like from yeah. guys from, like I'm honoring autograph quests for guys who went to high school with me and, and they're out there posting in their little groups like look at this, look at this phony, King Finesse. This I was like, come on now, dude. And but then, but then that's when I realized, you know, I like you said, being professional, I I I would repost kind of the comments, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow out your name because your name is not worth the attention. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction. Of, of a reaction to where mm-hmm. you now, your name is out on blast and, and my name associated with. No, I'm not going to do that yeah. because I've learned through my career. It's not worth it. It's just not, you know? Exactly. And another thing that you, that you gave me a thought of was uh, 
grown men bickering on Twitter like children. <laughs> that yes, is another sir. thing that I have seen. And I'm like, how can you how can you guys do this? Like you guys are coaches or you guys are people in the business industry bickering over Twitter, over social media. Call the guy up. Call him up. That's what men do. Call him up. Stop bickering over. Tw- like I, I never understood that because that's what children do. That's what yeah. children do. They make fit. They make a beef on social media, try to get attention and try to get everybody involved. They try to make other people choose sides. Like, Oh, you can't like, who, who do you agree with? Who do you want? Uh, whose side are you on? I'm like, I'm not anybody. Like you can't, you can't get involved with that stuff as well. Like growing, I never understood why grown men on Twitter could talk down on a child playing sports. That's one or how grown men can go back and forth on Twitter. Or say something so childish on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is. Like yeah. I just like like you said they're posting posting like making fun of you. Like dude, really? Like you are a grown ass man, right? Like what are you doing with your life? If you if you are so caught up in my life, what are you doing with yours? Let that's me go cool. see your life. Let's see let's see what you are doing. That's so big, like so so great that you can talk about me. What are you doing? Let me see your rings. Let me see your accomplishments. Let me see your trophies. Exactly. So worry about yourself. Like you're doing bigger things. I'm doing bigger things. Like I said, the humblest way possible. Like you gotta, you gotta keep going. You can't worry about those people. It's, it's, it can get them. It can, it can be a huge mess that you had to dig yourself out of. Once you dig yourself in, it might be hard to get back out. So I don't focus on that kind of stuff, but yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. No, exactly. And I think obviously, like you said, you know, if, if, and that's what I was just thinking about driving today, you know, even before I got on the podcast with you, I was like, I was thinking of like, you know what, all the, all the feedback I've gotten, like, like, I mean, I'm doing something different. I'm doing something that, you know, I've done something that's, that, that's notable enough to where I got a reaction. So right. if I got your reaction, like I said, you're being a fan. I've won. That's yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like and that's something I will never say to a person like, Oh, stop being a fan. But like, you just yeah. got to think back and listen, like, bro, like, this dude is actually like, you look, you look here, like your reflection in the mirror, like, dude, this guy's actually like trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Like what I'm trying to eat for breakfast. Like what I'm like, you're a fan, bro. Like they're supporters. And then there's fans, fans. They, they're the man. It's, it's, it's a lot. Like I, I feel like I could just keep going going on and on for days and days, but I never understood why people could be so caught up in your life and your life decisions when they don't even have their life figured out yet. I don't have my life. Nobody has their life figured out, but because anything can change in an instant like that. But to be so caught up in someone else's life that's doing what they think is best for them and they know what's best for them, and you need to critique that, dude. Like immature, unprofessional. Like, what are you doing with your life, man? Like, get it together. So, and it, that's that's coming from a seventeen-year-old kid. That's coming from you, like grown men that have children. That have families, <laughs> yeah. and I'm a 17. Like you don't like you're like you're a grown man. I haven't. I'm not even legal yet, and you're talking down to me. Like, come on, bro. Like, I just, it's, it's a mess. It can be a mess. But like, like I said before, you just gotta keep going. Uh, you can't worry about those kind of people because at the end of the day, they have nothing going for them. Going for them, and you have everything going for you. So, facts, hundred percent. You know, and obviously, you know, it shows you that you know some people. It doesn't matter how old they get. They're 
they remain child. They, 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 I guess, I guess they remain childish. Or they basically remain like children. They act like children and they'll never grow up, you know, regardless right. of how old they get, you know, it's interesting. So, but yeah, pretty much, obviously, you know, we talk about influence. Let's, let's talk about, you know, our mutual, you know, the reason why you got on coach Tia, you know, kind of talking about his influence on you. And, uh, cause me and him, we have these conversations too, like very, very hard to heart and direct about criticism, feedback, haters and everything like that. So kind of talk to me about his influence on you and your relationship with coach Tia. Okay. So coach Tia, um, I, so with, with uh, football season not possibly not happening, but now it's going to happen. Um, I was hit up. I was hit up by Exclusive Speed. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Exclusive Speed. Yeah. They hit me up and said, "Hey, we want you to play for our club football team. We're going to be in the Winter Circle League." So Winter Circle wanted me to play for their team, but I knew that they were such a big name that I was I was honestly concerned about me not being able to play. So Winter, uh, so Exclusive Speed hit me up. I'm like, "Hey, we're a team from NorCal. Uh, we want you to we want you to play with us." I'm like, "Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll play with you guys." Um, so I knew with them, I, I, I thought like I was going to be getting the most film out of it. So, um, I found that coach T is my defensive line coach for the, for the team. And when I first meet him, I don't know who he is. I thought he was a player, the way that he yeah. was dressed and like the way, like, you know, how athletes dress these days, like they, they got the fanciest, you know, outfits on. I'm like, okay, that's not like a player. He comes and like, oh, what's up? My name is coach T. I'm like, okay like okay like <laughs> you know so yeah. i already like this guy so he was a cool coach very chill like, it's also cool that he was younger you know like he understands the new evolution of the game of football yeah um he, he was a he's a great coach so he over the six over the six games he was the d-line coach made good decisions made good uh, great decisions coaching he's a great uh had a great spirit about him too like he was he had just recently not recently but you know like he graduated from college. He's coaching at Zianza right now. Uh, one of the best programs in the state for, for Juco. Yes, and uh, he has, he has this great vibe to him, man. It's like, it's like, uh, like I said, like the killers, like the killers mentality. I will go punch these guys in the mouth, go show them what's up, you know? So uh, it was cool. Like having that, 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 that vibe uh, around on the team, like it, it hypes most, not, not just the D line, but hype the defense up, hype the whole team up. He was a great energy to have on the team. And I was, I'm very blessed to say that he was uh, once my coach. And uh, he said he might come down here to uh, San Diego one of these days to get some work in. So I got to show him some of the, some of the, the some of the spots in San Diego. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a fun time. I, I, I very much plan on keeping in contact with him since like till my days are over, you know? So yeah, that's how much of an impact he's had on my life. Um, probably one of the most intelligent D-line coaches I've ever spoke to who knew how to, like, what to do. Like, he was he was very big on watching film with boys uh, over Zoom. Like, we can't watch uh, film in person. But he was there on Zoom with us uh, so almost every weeknight or watching film on the next opponent, uh, watching, <clears throat> excuse me, film on our game, critiquing. Like you said, got to have thick skin. You can't, you can't just be an athlete and not have thick skin. You can't be a pouty pants. So... He uh, de- definitely did some uh, critiquing for us, for me as well. And uh, he helped me get some of my offers as well. My, my first offer of the season was New Mexico Highlands. As a buddy, uh, the D-line coach is a buddy of his, so he definitely helped me up with that. That was greatly appreciated. Great coach as well over there at New Mexico Highlands. Um, but, yeah, he basically kicked off my recruiting um, for my senior year. Like he, I, I was my first offer of the season, so I basically I, – I, huge shout-out to him for that. Um, but yeah, I love that guy. He's an awesome guy. Great vibe to him. Uh, yeah. So now I'm curious how you guys became teammates as well or friends. So let me hear that. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, uh, I played against them and uh, and in the school and college, and uh, you know they whooped our ass. <laughs> but I mean, it's ultimately it's it's, it's, all, it's all about the memories. And you know, there's a reason, like you said, Danza Danza is a great school because I had right. to be on the losing end against them back when I was at West Valley. But you know, it was it was a great experience, and like you said, the, those memories last forever. So um, exactly. obviously, obviously, with Coach Tia, you know, we, he he and I are the same age. Um, and obviously, yeah, that's why we're friends. You know, I, I coached high school football a few years ago before COVID out at Whitney High School in Rockland. Um, but I, I, I can't, I became reconnected. I became reconnected with a lot of the guys from from college when I moved back to California. Um, oh. Yeah, so I, I was playing. I was, I was playing in Reno in Chicago like three years ago, and then that was my last year playing. And I basically came back and started coaching. So and basically, then I got reconnected with my JUCO teammates, all that stuff. So Coach Chia was like one of the guys I basically, you know, got to bring on, on on the podcast. Now he's going to be back on today. But yeah, I mean, no, it's just you know, he's he's great. I love it because you know him and I, like you said, like we're good friends for a lot of reasons. Like I said, most he's very intelligent. Like. I feel like he's very intelligent and not just football. He also, he posted recently about analysis paralysis. In my field of IT consulting, analysis paralysis is a big thing. I told him that, you know, literally on DM, I was like, yeah, I'm like, that's a big thing. He's like, he's like 100%. You know, he's like, I'm trying to, you know, connect uh, boundaries or connect bridges. I just said, and me and him have the same mission since that we both believe in giving back. Because obviously, yeah. you know, your your generation now, the younger generation of athletes, you know, you guys basically, you know, I mean, you're, you're still, you're still being, you still, you still need to be refined. You still need to be refined. You know what I mean? And essentially, the more we can give back to you guys, the more you can apply it, the better you become, the better it makes us look. You know, right. not just as players, but now as, now as coaches. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah, I 100% feel that as well. My dad also told me from a young age that no matter what you do, you got to give back to the community that once gave to you. Um, so he's done that a lot as well. My dad, I look up to him, obviously. He's like the, the big man in my life. Um, he was in the military. He was uh, – he was actually wounded over in Iraq, uh, 2006. Wow. So he came, he comes back, you know, he gave, he, he, uh, he has a big name for himself in the, in the Southern California community. Um, as, as far as military and as far as politics go as well, because he's, he's involved with politics in the San Diego area. Um, but he also gave back, like he's now part of the Semper Fi Fund. I'm not sure if you know about that, but oh, um, probably Marines, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. uh, he, he's, he's, he's involved with that. He's involved with the Wounded Warrior Project as well. So awesome. he's giving back. So now I know like once I make it to the top, I also have to give back to the community that once gave to me, San Diego. You know, there's some things I don't like about it, but there's more good outweighs the bad. So and that's what you got to look on. I look at things in life in general. You know, what, what does, there's, there's going to be good, there's going to be bad in everything and every person and everything that you look at, but does the good outweigh the bad? If the good way outweighs the bad, and you know, you've got to keep it in your life. Now, with those people that you, that we mentioned before, cutting them off because well, what have they done for you in their life? Have they done nothing for you? No. Okay, so they're out the picture. You know, all they do is just moan, uh, moan and complain about what you do. But back to what I was saying, give back to you know that once the people that once gave or the community that once gave, and I'm definitely planning on coming back. Um, whether I'm in college, I'm in the pros or making money in the business industry. I will definitely be coming back to San Diego, possibly. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something, you know? So you always got to get back to the community that wants gay. So hundred percent, you know I mean? And that, that's exactly it. You know, that's why I came back to Pleasanton. You know, the guys who I went, the guys who actually supported me and want my autograph, I gave to them because those were my guys who were there from day one, the guys from high school, even though I didn't get to yeah. play. I mean, I'm, I'm still connected with a lot of the guys from the varsity program at Photo High School. And it's just, it's like I said, it's just giving back to the community because ultimately that's our duty you know, as athletes and kind of as businessmen or whatever, whatever, you know, if, if whatever you came from, you gotta get back to those who, who helped you get there. So that's exactly. Definitely, yeah. 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 It's the athletes that, that give back to the community that inspire the next generation that I've seen that in, 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 in TV shows, commercials, 
right. or on the news. Like these athletes, they give back, they give back. They, they might have football camp for fun. That's what I'm about to. Or they might come back and coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they might, they might, they yeah. might come back and coach. But you know, they they inspire the next generation. So I definitely plan on coming back to a school like Patrick Henry. You know, like I said before, you don't go there to play football. That's not the school that you go to. But when I come back, I hope that maybe with what JT is doing over there, that that school will become the school that you go to to play to play football. Um, I, the quarterback last year at our school, he 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 was like the number twenty fourth, like twenty fourth quarterback in the nation for for passing yards. Like he was, it was a big deal, and especially for a school like Patrick Henry. So um, I definitely plan uh, plan on coming back one of these days, whether I'm in college or coming back, maybe giving like a little motivational speech to the freshmen to the to the new to the new class, and you know, inspiring them to to do the next big thing. That's pretty much what I've been doing. You know, I mean, the podcast is one outlet, but obviously now, you know, I'm going to be doing that. I'm actually going overseas to do that. I'm going to do the Morocco. So I've been invited to go. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, my first time international appearance, but obviously like, you know, the proof of the pudding, you know, your mission is like, you know, you're well-grounded, you know, I mean, you're, you, you got, you, I mean, you're basically going to be doing big things. So uh, talk to me kind of, you know, any, any closing thoughts, you know, for, for anything. Closing thoughts. Um, any athlete, any person doesn't mean it doesn't have to be an athlete. If you have a goal, no matter how big it is, no matter where you come from, no matter how small you are, no matter how slow you are, no matter how weak you are, if you set a goal and it's a long-term goal, you can do it. And I know it's easier said than done, but I did it. And it wasn't easier said than done. You know, right. <laughs> um, you might hear it now say, oh yeah, it's easier said than done. Da, 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 da. But if you have a goal and that goal means the world to you like playing division one football meant the world to me and if you see that goal every day and you think about that goal when you sleep and it means a lot to you you can do it if you work day in and day out every day you have to remember you have to remember what your purpose is and what you are doing every day to to get you closer to that goal now if you're an athlete and you get nervous before a game and you start messing up in the field, think back, what am I out here for? You have to make sure that that person next to you, that person on the opposite side of the field knows that you have a goal and you're going to do whatever it takes to get to that goal. So no matter where you come from, doesn't matter how late you start. I started my campaign, like you can say half of my, halfway through my junior year. Yeah. So like my senior year, even nobody knew my name going into my senior year. Yeah. Nobody knew my name, but it was, it was thanks to coach Tia exclusive excuse me, exclusive speed, Coach T and Winter Circle, that I got my name out. I got a PWL uh, invitation to go play for UNLV. I'm excited to play for UNLV. You know, it's not the, it's not the name that you're going to hear on, on, the, on the TV, but you have something brewing special over there. And, you know, this, this new class of 2021 that's coming in is a record-breaking, record-breaking recruiting class. But going back to my recruiting, mar- uh, my closing remarks, um, no matter what goal you have, no matter how big or how small, you can do it no matter where you come from, as long as you work in day in, day out. hundred percent. You know, and that's pretty much my mantra. And that's a great way to close out, you know, this episode, because, you know, regardless of what your disposition, I, I, this is, I actually gave a speech last, um, last weekend to, to the rugby league of Ghana. Of Ghana. So they basically invited me. And oh, I gave wow. a speech yeah. And basically I talked about my experience, how I was able to make, even though I was able to play in high school and I just kept grinding. Like I got cut from two arena teams before I made my third one. And the rest was history. You know what I mean? Yeah. So essentially it was just kind of knowing that, you know, kind of to your point, 
you know, my, my, my disposition is what willed me, not my circumstances, you know, because obviously in Ghana, those, those athletes and, and those, and those kids, especially in the ones who are kind of coming up to get into the club level or the pro level, whatever, they, right. they don't have the same resources we have here. You know, they don't have access yeah. to everything. I know, obviously, like you said, like, you know, like the generation being soft, like when you see that and it just makes you feel so much more grateful, you know, for what you right. have, you know, and appreciate every opportunity that you have, you know, to obviously play or whatever, you know, to do whatever, talk about it or, or give back, you know, whatever way you can. So with that, obviously, you know, my, my, that was my message. Like, you know, your disposition is what will dictate you. Your will is what will define you. It's not the circumstances that you come from. Like you said, we came from the gutter, you know, and you're still going, like you're still going. Like, I mean, and you know, I mean, pretty much, and pretty much anyone who has a goal, just stick to it believe it tune out the noise because you're going to get noise when you start succeeding and yep. just keep going full force exactly yeah, you'll yep. be good you know what i mean so yes sir yes sir 100 100 all right you know what hey sebastian man great seeing you great talking to you i really enjoyed getting to know you and you know i'm looking forward to your success uh you know with unlv uh, coming up and uh hopefully we can have you back on and uh you know talk some more and you know i'm looking forward to this upcoming season for you man yeah of course thank you for having me as well thanks for having uh, me i look forward to being back 100%. All right, Smash. Take care. You too. Thanks.